Father, we thank you today. We thank you for everything that you've done thus far in our lives and that you will continue to do. We ask you to continue to bless our pastor and first lady and congregation and everyone, all the members, Lord God. Continue to be with us, Lord God, keeping us safe, protected from all harm and danger. Let your word go forth right now and do what it was sent out to do, to save souls, to set the captives free to loose the bound, to heal the brokenhearted. We love you, Lord. We give your name, the honor, the praise, and the glory that you're so worthy of. Also remember our sick and shut-in today and those in pain and suffering all over this land and country. Lord, we give your name, the honor today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. 
give an honor to our pastor, uh, Pastor Graham, and our First Lady, Sister Graham, to all the officers, members, and friends, visitors. We greet you in no other name than our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Amen. We thank God for you being patient. It's been such a beautiful morning. Such a beautiful morning. And we have to take time for God to do what he does. Because, you know, if we get tired here in church, what you going to do when you get to heaven? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We got time for everything else. We can take some extra time out for the Lord. Amen. 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 Our scripture um, reading will be coming from some, and I won't be before you long, because we have another program coming up, um, the, a black history program, a short black history program coming up. should last only about 15, 20 minutes. Um, uh, Evangelist April it has put that together, and we hope you stay and, and participate in that. And if it's okay with you, Pastor, I have to ask, can I do the benediction after that um, so that we can just roll right on to, into that program. Is that okay? Okay, thank you, thank you, sir. So we can roll right on to the next program um, at the end of this, but I'll do benediction at the end of that because it all ties in together, amen. But our, our scripture reading will be coming from Psalm 47, verses one through four. That's Psalm 47, verse one through four. And the word of God reads, Clap your hands, all ye people. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. For the Lord most high is terrible. He is a great king over all the earth. He shall subdue the people under us and the nations under our feet. He shall choose our inheritance for us, the excellency of Jacob, whom he loved. Now, the, the New Living Translation reads a little different. Um, the New Living Translation at verse 4, it reads, Who choose the promised land as our inheritance, the proud possession of Jacob's descendants, whom he loves. And we're going to take from that um, verse and use as a subtopic this morning the promised land. The promised land. Hallelujah. Now, this is a time of year we honor African Americans and raise awareness of black history. The purpose of, and this is Youth Sunday, I don't know where the children went, but they are out. <laughs> They're they only got one, but this is Youth Sunday, so um, I don't know where the children, they maybe they're getting ready or practicing for the next program, but the purpose of Black History Month is, and I know you adults, you already know this, but I try to bring something forth for the youth because this is Youth Sunday. The purpose of Black History Month is to honor the accomplishments of black Americans throughout our history. It's a time to honor their contributions and legacy. It started out as Negro History Week by a historian named Carter G. Woodson and other African Americans. 
Black History Month was officially recognized by Gerald Ford in 1976. That's just to give you a little history of black history. Sometimes we celebrate things and we don't even know the history behind it. Why are we doing it? Why are we do this? Now, according to history in 1619, again, 1619, can you imagine? On August 20th, about 20 or more Angolans, if I pronounce it correctly, Angolans, kidnapped by the Portuguese, arrived in British colony of Virginia and are then brought by English colonists. This was the first arrival of enslaved Africans, the beginning of two and a half century of slavery in North America, the continent in which we live right now. We were brought out of our land called Africa over to this land called America. We didn't ask to be here, nor did we want to be here. We were captured, we were stolen. We were taken from our home, our families, stripped of our name, stripped of our beliefs, stripped of our identity, and forced into slavery. But I have a question for you. Do any of you all want to go back? Do you want to go back to Africa? Do you want to go back? You know, it's good to learn about black history and it's good for everyone, not just for African-Americans. There is power in what you know. And that power could help uh, bring an end to some of the racism and the hatred that's going on. Slavery first appeared nearly 9,000 years ago in 6800 BC, children that's before Christ. Slavery appeared before Christ. The book of Exodus, that's the second book in, in, in the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, that's the second book in the, the book of Exodus records the return of the nation of Israel to the promised land. And we're talking about the promised land this morning, amen? Having spent nearly 400 years in Egypt as slaves, the people cried out to God who reminded them that the Israelites are the chosen people and he would help them return to the promised land. Now in Genesis 12 and 1, the Lord has said to Abram, leave your country, your people, and your father's household and go to the land I will show you. Yes. Genesis 12 and 7, the Lord appeared to Abram and said, to your offsprings, I will give you this land. This land was promised by God to Abraham and his descendants, Isaac and Jacob, as their heritage, the land flowing with milk and honey. The milk and honey symbolize the substance, which is the nourishment, the source um, of strength that we need. The life that God wants us to have, the good life. That land was known as Canaan back in, in that time. It was known as Canaan. But today we know that land as Israel. The Israelites did not take it, um, did not take it over until after Exodus. 
when they conquered the people already living there. The promised land was a real territory in the Bible. The promised land, it was a real place in the Bible. But spiritually, it's a place of salvation in Jesus Christ and the promise of the kingdom of God. The promised land is a place where there is freedom and happiness. The promised land can be a state of being that a person hopes to reach. And that place can be reached by patience and determination. This promised land can be any longed-for place where one expects to find greater happiness and fulfillment. The Israelites had to fight for the promised land. They had to fight for the promised land, even though it was promised to them. They had to fight. Like my sister said, she's going to keep on fighting. We have to fight. Even though what, what is promised to us, sometimes we still got to put up some muscles and fight for what already belongs to us. The Israelites had to fight for the promised land. They had to escape Egypt, and then they were stuck between a rock and a hard place. Because they had the Egyptians on one side, and then they had the Red Sea on the other side. But we all know that God came through. Hallelujah. We all know the story how the sea parted. Hallelujah. I'm getting excited. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. They were stuck between a rock and a hard place. But God came through. Hallelujah. I lost. Let me see where I am. I lost my place here. Okay. Hallelujah. It was Moses who led them out of slavery. But it was Joshua who led them to the promised land. They struggled against evil. They struggled against evil. The Lord warned Israel not to allow any of the Canaanites' ways of life to, in, 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 well, I'll put it this way. It's a big word, and I'm not going to mess it up. But he, he warned them not to allow the lives of the Canaanite to influence them, to influence their life. Because, see, the Canaanites were already there. They were already there in the land that had been promised to Israel. So they had to go there and capture that land. It already was promised to them, but they had to capture that land. And God warned them, don't, don't let the Canaanites influence you. Because they were living the life in sin. They were doing all kinds of things. There, there was a lot of sin going on in the flesh. There was adultery. There was incest. There was bestinality. And I had to look that one up, children. There was bestinality. I'm not going to say what it is. If you want to look it up, you can look it up. But it ain't nothing good. It's nasty. There was bestinality, which is cruel of depraved behavior. It's concerning animals. Ah, oh, Hallelujah. And the homosexuality. All of this stuff was going on. All of this stuff was going on. The land of milk and honey was promised to the Israelites. But all this stuff was going on there. The Canaanites. They were, they were, um, they were inhabitants of Sodom and Gomorrah. And you all know what happened with Sodom and Gomorrah. They were the inhabitants of Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, when Martin Luther King Jr. spoke of the promised land, 
The promised land was where you did not have to march for your dignity. It was where you did not have to sing for your freedom. It was where there was no need for speeches to verify your humanity. The promised land was that sacred place where all of God's children would stand as equal. This is what Dr. King said. He said he stood on a mountaintop and he saw the promised land. Yeah. Hallelujah. Now, the promised land was a real territory in the Bible. But as I said, spiritually, it's a place of salvation in Jesus Christ, the, the promised land in the kingdom of God. Well, Our journey in this earthly life, and I'm going to bring it to a close. Our journey in this earthly life, we work toward um, a promised land called heaven. And there's only one way to get there, and that's through Jesus Christ. They tell me that that promised land, the streets are paved with gold, and the gates are pearl. They tell me that there are mansions there. They tell me it's a place of peace. It's a place of love community and worship where God is surrounded by a heavenly court and other heavenly beings. They tell me that that promised land, there is no more suffering there. There is no more tears. There is no more pain. There is no more bloodshed. There is no more jealousy and backbiting. They tell me that that promised land, there is no more hatred. There is no more judging and criticizing. They tell me no more troubles, no more problems. In that promised land, no more abuse, no more sickness, no more dying, no more worries, no more lying, no more cheating. In that promised land, hallelujah, no more, no more. Don't you want to go there? Don't you want to go there? To that promised land where Jesus is. I look forward to that promised land. And we're going to keep on fighting. As T.R. said, we're going to keep on fighting till we get there. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. 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 That's the word. Hallelujah. I think our children and everyone is in the back um, getting ready for a brief um, black history uh, skit play should only last about 15 minutes. I know you all have been very patient. God bless you. Um, but God is doing what he do. Amen. Hallelujah. And Amen. we have to allow God to do what he do. Amen. Hallelujah. So um, I see the most of them are out, but we're going to go ahead and, and open the door to the church. And pastor have allowed us to have benediction after the next um, which is going to end us on out of this service when the skit comes in. But we are down to opening the doors of the church, invitation to discipleship, and altar call. Hallelujah. And everybody's gone. I don't have any singers. <laughs> Y'all don't want me trying to sing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. going to open the doors of the church. Praise the Lord. Greater faith tonight, missionary Baptist church. 
filling Sunday school this morning. Pastor interjected a new tradition that we will be following heretofore. The church was open for discipleship and membership to the Greater Faith United Missionary Baptist Church, and we have two to come. Are they in here? Check for the work. So then, at another appropriate time, I am being instructed to go ahead and present Sister Joseph and young Sister Joseph, who joined the church this morning on Christian experience. A motion was made by the deacon to accept them both on a Christian experience was second and confirmed. And we'd like to present them to the greater faith at this time United Missionary Baptist Church. Pastor Graham. Thank you. 